Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everybody. Look, this is our good news segment. Um... Do you have your mug on? What do I mean by that? I mean mortgage, utilities, groceries. What do I mean by that? Well, I'm not here to talk about that. Gene Chatsky is talking about that. Personal finance journalist, author, you name it, the expert around this. Why? Because we do not like to go to bed at night and worry about a financial future. I don't know anybody that likes to go to bed at night and worrying about financial future at all. But how do you not worry about it? Well, one of the things I know is you got to learn, you got to talk about it, you got to get information, you got to take action. Uh, Jean, what do you think about all that? I think that you are singing my song, Dr. Pat. (laughs) We're we're here. I mean, you you brought up the concept of mug. And what I hear when I talk to people about planning for retirement, or I guess more accurately, what I see is that their eyes glaze over, right? It's so complicated. People don't know where to begin. This is a good place to begin. MUG stands for Mortgage, Utilities, and Groceries. Yep. And it's just a way to get people thinking about what are those essential must-have expenses that you're going to incur in retirement. Maybe they include health care, transportation, Internet, whatever's on your list. What are they and how much are they going to cost you? And then you can go about the process of figuring out where the money to cover them is going to come from. Exactly. Because, you know, what we like to talk about here, uh, you know, we are a positive talk radio network. Now, imagine that. Like 16 years ago. Do you ever hear of anything so ridiculous, right? <laughs> so what do I have a website called Her Money, hermoney.com. And we have a podcast called Her Money. And we are exactly that. We're yeah. a judgment free zone where yeah. we support each other in all of our financial endeavors. So I, I believe me, I. I, I get it. I I don't think that we get anywhere by by allowing ourselves to get mired in the negative. And one of the things you're bringing to the forefront here, which I want to really get to, is possibilities. We're all about possibilities. And one of the things I want to talk with you about is this. If we are clear about the baseline essentials, mortgage, utilities, and groceries, I think we can answer the question that I had earlier uh, will we be able to sleep at night? What do you think about that? I think that's absolutely true. I've been hearing a lot from people, particularly in the last couple of weeks with the volatility in the market, about not being able to sleep at night. Right. And if you know that no matter what happens, your essentials are covered and you've got some money invested for long-term growth, but that will not determine whether you can pay for your health insurance. It will not determine whether you have a roof over your head. You are going to feel considerably better. So you're right. That's what this initiative is all about. And you got to look at, okay, where is that money going to come from? Social Security, a lot of people are banking on that, and it will cover some of it, but it certainly won't cover all of it. It'll cover, on average, about 40% for people. Where's the rest of it going to come from? And that's the question that you want to answer, perhaps by converting some of the money in your retirement account into a paycheck. So let's talk about this from your perspective. I mean, first of all, you are out there as the co-founder and CEO of Her Money, and that is a digital media company. And I'm all about this. We're getting ready to launch our Epic Women channel. And I'm all about helping women understand this in a way that we've not had to before. But beyond that, people want to know, you know, Jean, what is at the top of your list? What are the top three things you're going to tell us today that will... mm, let our heads hit that pillow with the softest of dreams. 
three things. Number one is figure out what your mug is. Figure out what your essential expenses are going to cost you. The Alliance for Lifetime Income did some research, and they found that the average is about $2,500 a month. But for about a tenth of the population, it's 5000 a month. So you got to figure out where in that equation you fall based on the way that you live your life today. Number two is where's the money going to come from? Social Security, as I said, will cover part of it, but not all of it. Do you have a pension? That may provide you with an additional retirement paycheck. And if you don't, how are you going to use the money in your retirement accounts to make sure that it lasts as long as you do? I've been a fan. I've written in a number of my books about taking a chunk of that money and converting it into a retirement paycheck using something called an annuity. Um, There are simple, immediate annuities. There are other annuities that are a little bit more complicated, but there are a lot of them. You can talk to a financial advisor about how you might want to do that. And then number three, you're going to have questions about this. So go to protectedincome.org, which is a website set up by the Alliance. It's a not-for-profit organization to figure out how you're going to work yourself through this math. You know, one of the things I love about the message that you're bringing forward is, you know, you're, you're coming to the table and saying to folks, look, this is possible. May not seem like it today, or maybe your fear is completely overwhelming you. But here you are, Jean, you're telling folks about step one, step two, step three. And what I love about your message and also about what you talk about on your podcast is that this is a road map. And what I mean by that is when you have a road map, you start at a place, you go to the next, you know, point that you recognize, then you go to the next one, then you go to the next one. Don't you find that sometimes it's hard for people just to get the car started? I I absolutely do. But I think the questions that you have to ask yourself are not questions that have to do with the numbers. Yeah. The numbers people. The questions you have to start with are the ones about what do you want from your life, right? If you, whether you are living your life by yourself, whether you're living your life with a partner, you've got to sit down and you've got to think about what do I want my life to look like a year from now? What do I want it to look like five years from now? What do I want it to look like 10 years from now? And then you can figure out what steps you have to take to get there. But until you ask the question, you don't know how to use your resources, and by resources I mean your money, in order to buy you that life. And that's what money's for. Money's just a tool to help you achieve the things that you want. Well, I mean, this is really part of what I know is important to get educated and informed. You know, more people have been asking us to do an entirely new segment just on mortgages. So the idea that you are bringing this to the forefront to say to folks, look, take these three things and create a strategy with just these three things. And this will be, you know, one of the doorways to freedom. How do people find out more about this, G? Protectedincome.org is the website that you can go to to find more about this. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I know we've got a few minutes left. What do you think uh, seems to be the greatest obstacles? for people to not just address these, but then the next step, which is action. Um, What do you think we could say to folks about getting past the challenges or the obstacles they may have? So saving enough is an obstacle for a lot of people. And I would say nudge up your retirement contributions today by 1% or 2%. Just do it by 1% or 2%. Everybody can handle that. And that's taking action that will pay off for the rest of your life. I'd also say if you don't know what step to take next, then talk to a pro. If you've got a retirement plan at work, there's somebody that you can probably call from the company that administers those plans, and you can do it for free. But there are also a landscape of financial advisors out there, some of whom will work by the hour 
that you can call and you can ask your questions. You can make an appointment. It's not just for wealthy people. Wow. Um, thank you so much. Would you please give us some information? And then I want to ask you what your personal message is uh, from you to everyone here today. And thank you for not just inspiring people to take action, but informing folks about what their possibilities are. ProtectedIncome.org. Thank Correct. you so much, G. Thanks, Thanks a million. Imagine a world where good news. Oh, yeah. Positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatcho.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Transformationtalkradio.com. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul-stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net. 1 800 323 Hey, everybody, welcome. Welcome to our good news segment. And we have good news to share because information is good news. Look, one of the things that I discovered when I came down with the mystery disease a number of years ago was, thanks to Dr. Darvish, that I had some allergies. Uh, Who knew? And yet, once I discovered what that really meant, I knew how uneducated I was about this at all. But more importantly, what I really noticed is how unprepared perhaps we might be for what we're talking about today. Food allergy. And what does that mean? Lisa Gable, CEO of FAIR, Food Allergy Research and Education, is here to talk with us about what? My favorite thing, a study. A study that reveals how food reactions have climbed. Now, I know it, you all know it, but what is the real story behind it? Uh, Lisa, thank you. I mean, I don't think I'm alone when I say, look, uh, wake up one day and I find out that I've got some serious food allergies. What do you think of that? Well, it's always frightening and it's particularly, it's frightening for a mother uh, when her child has that first moment of anaphylaxis because you want to keep your child safe and you know that you can't be with them all the time. And so the anxiety and the burden of the disease is extreme for the entire family. But also we know it's frightening for an adult who perhaps has eaten a food their entire life and yet suffers anaphylaxis. That's a huge surprise. And so as we see the numbers climb since 1998 to 32 million, FAIR believes this is an epidemic and it's one that we need the entire public health community to help us address. Yeah. And I'm one of those people for most of my, uh, most of my life, 
um, having as much oregano as I want was never really an issue. And then it became an issue one day. Um, But you're out in the forefront of awareness. Let me just say that. You're in the forefront of awareness and you're doing it um, through one of my favorite things to talk about, research and studying. Tell us a little bit about the role that you all play to bring that kind of data to the forefront. Well, thank you for asking. FAIR is the largest research and education entity in the world focused on life-threatening food allergies. To date, the organization has put about $100 million into the space. That's resulted in 33 clinical networks that have uh, been designated throughout the United States. We believe we'll be up in the 50s uh, by the end of this summer. Uh, What we focus on is 75% of our our budget actually will go towards research, a basic understanding of the disease, but most importantly, Importantly, looking at where research and companies are actually at today and seeing if there's something that's been created and works for another disease uh, that we could work with the FDA in order to be allowed to be used by people with food allergies. And secondarily, where do we need to increase our research and our attention? And so our job right now is accelerating good stuff that's in works but needs a heavy investment in order to push it over the finish line so that we have therapies and diagnostics that can be delivered to patients as quickly as possible. Yeah. I mean, the rise in children is what I'm really struck by as well and how unprepared we are. I mean, and what I mean by unprepared, you know, having a family member, a young family member that is that suffers from allergies. It's like going on a plane. You know, you have to bring your own injection to make sure that if by some strange chance you eat something or something perhaps even gets on your skin, you don't go into anaphylactic shock, right? Exactly. And, you know, it's interesting with coronavirus, which I know is is, uh, something that is of grave concern to your listening audience right now. One of the key uh, elements of what is happening that will actually be a positive consequence for food uh, allergic families is that people are now hyper aware of the need to clean residue and germs uh, off of uh, the tray tables and the seats and airplanes. And actually, FAIR worked very closely with the Department of Transportation to get a rule made that anyone with a severely life-threatening food allergy that needs to wipe down their seats so that they're not impacted by that residue uh, and going into anaphylaxis in flight, that they can board early. People used to roll their eyes when food allergic patients did this, yet I think if anyone was on an airplane today, you'd see everyone wiping it down. And so it's those types of concerns that that the rest of the world is now contending with that our families live with every day. Yeah, no kidding. Linda just got on a plane and she totally ca- uh, carried with her um, uh, wipes to wipe down the seat and the arms and so forth and so on on the plane. But you're right about that. And I think people are not educated about how allergies first of all, affect someone, but what the contact of allergies are. People think, oh, okay, just make sure you don't need any peanuts. But that's not it for most people, is it? It's not. And we've seen a 400% rise in patients going to the emergency room. um, And with that, Washington State is up by 127%. So we know that it's a growing problem in your own area. What people don't realize is that Food allergies has a core morbidity, which means that it has a relationship with between food allergies, asthma, and eczema. And so it's not just about the fact that someone's eaten the food uh, with someone with, with asthma and food allergies, someone with eczema and food allergies, that airborne component, that touch component, it becomes much, much more severe. It's the way that the allergen um, enters in and acts with your body. And so when someone says, I have a life-threatening food allergy, and I also have asthma or have asthma and eczema, what people need to understand is that person is extremely vulnerable. And the good news is this is one disease where every action taken by any American can help save someone's life, whether you're the the mom uh, who has a bunch of kids coming from the slumber party, and you make sure you know where those epinephrine devices are. You make sure that the food that you're preparing um, isn't cross-contaminated with something else that's been prepared. Uh, Whether you're the dad buying candy for the Halloween experience in the classroom, we all have the ability to actually help someone be safe and secure. 
Well, let's talk about what some of the research also discovered, but I want to make sure we give out a website right now. Um, how can people find out uh, some of the details that you and I may not get to during the interview? They can go to foodallergy.org, foodallergy.org. They can also look for FAIR on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And we do daily updated information that's relevant to the community. Okay. So, you know, every once in a while, there's a, a combination of foods or a list of foods that people need to be most mindful of. What did you find in, in your research? And were you surprised by any of the foods that popped up that you hadn't really seen before? Well, there are top nine food allergies are uh -huh. peanut, milk, shellfish, tree nut, eggs, thin fish, wheat, soy. And we are actually advocating that sesame be added because 1.5 million people um, are severely allergic to sesame. Wow. Uh, so the number one thing to know is all of these are proteins. And, um, and the, the agricultural and the medical community refers to them as hearty proteins. There's something about the composition of these particular proteins uh, that's unique. And, um, and that is a belief as to why, uh, why you, some people have problems processing it within their gut is because of the unique nature of these. Um, we do know that uh, other people, as you pointed out, that that's not, you're not one of the top nine. Uh, we do know there's something like 1100 foods that can cause an allergic reaction. Uh, obviously we can't put all of those onto a small package. And what we try to do is, is focus attention so that people are aware what it looks like when someone is going to anaphylaxis and the care that they need to give particularly to these top nine allergens. And, you know, can, let's talk about the outcome for a minute, because there are people that look at this and say, well, what happens to folks? Maybe it's like a slight discomfort, but let me just say this, whether or not you go into that degree of anaphylactic or not, there is an effect that that people with allergies experience in their bodies and it's not you know coincidental or or marginal i mean you know even if you don't go into anaphylactic shock which i was actually on the verge of from taking a uh, high concentrate oregano and uh and didn't know that i was allergic to it there are others that will cause people to be ill. And I think that's as equally important, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we know that the greatest severity is when someone has anaphylaxis and their blood pressure drops. Yeah. Uh, in some cases, their throat swells up and so they can't breathe. Right. That, that is the moment right. that, is, that is most critical and cause hospitalization. Uh, but also people get itchy eyes, their face swells, they get um, hives. Uh, there are a number of different ways. Some people are vomiting um, extensively. And the thing to know is that it's a matter of moments that someone can go into anaphylaxis. Yet at the same time, if you have a loved one who starts to exhibit multiple different reactions, you need to get them to the emergency room yeah. because and administer epinephrine. That is the most important thing is administer epinephrine, call 911, get to the emergency room. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you the good news for me was you're right about it. It By the time I took what I took and then drove down to the pick up a prescription, uh, I was standing there and you could just see my skin just turned red. I got right back in the car came back because I knew my one of my my best friend's uh, daughter was a nurse. And so there you go with that. But this is really this show is a way to say to people, wait, we can educate and inform and let's take precautions. Can you tell me about the campaign that you all are putting together and how people can find out more about that? Sure. We have what's called the Contains Courage campaign. You can go to foodallergy.org to be a participant in the campaign. Uh, what it's focused on is that we know that our children are assets to be gained. They're not problems to be fixed. And so we focus on the person, the, the young child, the new college graduate, the person entering the workforce, and what they bring um, as an asset to our community, to our environment. They might be the mathematician, the future doctor, the ballerina, 
And oh, by the way, they also happen to have a soy allergy or they happen to have a, a peanut, dairy and egg allergy. So we're focused on the individual, the amazing assets of who these people are and the whole reason therefore it's to the benefit of society that we keep these people safe from those allergens that make them sick. So go to foodallergy.org and would love to tell your story. It allows us to tell your story of empowerment to the broader community to really build that resilience and that positive nature of what it is that we're trying to do. Last last point I, I, I'd love to just love to have you talk about. What haven't we talked about that you want to share with folks? And I'd love to know your personal message. Well, what we'd love to share with folks is that this requires research. We've got to move these therapies to the patient. We actually just had the first therapy approved by the FDA, but it's only for peanut. There's another one that's going through the approval process that's also for peanut. We need multi-allergen therapies, and that means we need money. We've, we've raised against a $200 million campaign, $75 million to date. 75% of that goes directly into research. So we would love your help if you go on our website and donate. But from a personal standpoint, my message is every person listening to this show, even if you don't have a family member or you yourself don't have a life-threatening food allergy, you can get yourself educated and actually take action that will keep another person safe and secure and may actually save someone's life. And I can't stress how important that is as we see two children in every classroom and as we see more and more adults becoming anaphylactic due to foods that they're eating. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so, so very much. Personal message? Personal message is never give up. We are there. We are your partners. We want to help you come and tell us your story and engage in our community. Thank you so very much. Everybody out there, Lisa Gable here joining me on the show today. And again, make sure you check it out, get educated, get informed, and pass this on. Let's take a short break, everybody. We'll be right back. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life at 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Your inspiration all day on transformationtalkradio.com. Living a richly abundant life sound too good to be true? Listen in to Richly Abundant Women with Julie Steelman on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Embrace a vibrant future of breaking free financially and creating a richly abundant life filled with prosperity and growth. To learn more about Julie Steelman and Richly Abundant Women, visit www.juliesteelman.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Take us with you on that morning commute. Download your favorite podcast from the Transformation Radio Network. Just visit transformationradio.fm. This is Debbie Pokornik with a moment for standing in your power. Self-control begins with noticing how different feelings present themselves in your body. When you're feeling sensitive, for example, your chin might quiver tears might well up in your eyes and your voice might catch in your throat. Anger, on the other hand, might appear as tension in your jaw, back or arms, along with clenched fists, heat in the upper torso, scowling and a strong desire to yell. (laughs) The more aware you become of your body cues, the easier it will be to recognize when you're on the road to disaster. Choose the emotions that cause you problems Then start noticing and logging the body cues that come with them. 
For information and to work with Debbie, visit EmpoweringNRG.com. That's EmpoweringNRG.com. Do you need a makeover on your finances? Do you have more month at the end of your money? Do you wonder where all your money goes? Donette Palmore has been helping people since 2015 gain control of money so they can live out their purpose. If you need help or know someone that does, go to ProverbsFinancialCoaching.com to book your free 30-minute consultation. Hey, everybody. One of the things that I've been aware of, especially as we're getting ready to uh, launch our health and wellness channel, is we've been watching the number of commercials on television, where the patterns are. Well, here's what we are discovering. We're discovering insulin, conversations about insulin, uh, information about insulin is across the board at the top of the list. Why is that? Well, I'm not the expert, but Andy Vacari is, Senior Director and U.S. Brand Leader, Insulin's Eli Lilly and Company. And one of the things that we want to talk about is this. Uh, what is it that we don't know about what we don't know about this? And why is it that we really need to look at options for lowering the price of insulins? Andy, uh, I don't think I'm hallucinating when I say that uh, just don't, all you have to do is turn on television during the day, and there it is. Yeah, absolutely, Dr. Pat. It's uh, front and center for most of the conversations and on people's minds. We put the patient at the center of it. They're the ones that uh, certainly face the burden here, and it's a interesting dynamic in the marketplace where mm-hmm. uh, for the vast majority of people, Healthcare spending and prescription spending is fairly reasonable. Let's just use Humalog as an example. Yeah. 95% of people pay $95 or less. However, yeah. if you're that 5%, you can be facing a bill of thousands of dollars, whether you're someone that's in their donut hole as part of Part D, someone that's in a high deductible health plan and in their deductible phase, or those that are the most vulnerable that have no insurance at all. And it's why we've been so active and try to take a leadership role to make sure we can plug the holes in the healthcare system and help all those people and anyone on a Lilly insulin should not have to pay full retail price. Man, I got to tell you, plug the hole. That's going to be my new favorite expression. Let me tell you why this is so counterintuitive. We know people with diabetes, right? And I've got family members. Fortunately for me, I'm not one of them. I'm I'm one of the lucky few. We know it is the numbers are greater than they have been in our history. And here's what's counterintuitive, Andy. Usually, when you have something that requires a very important medication, the more people you have that need it, the more the price drops. But it's not doing that with insulins, is it? That's right. Over the last five or so years, we've seen a a pretty dramatic increase in what's called retail price. Mm -hmm. So there is a a very different dynamic here, and it's important as we discuss this topic to make sure people are educated. So there is a full retail price, and then there is a a, a contracted uh, net price. Now, those net prices have continued to go down. The net price is what manufacturers like Eli Lilly retain. The retail price, unfortunately, is what a consumer would end up paying today. And it's an interesting dynamic, Dr. Pat. It's the only part of the healthcare system where you or I as a consumer don't benefit from a contracted price. So, for example, if you or I go in and get our standard checkup, our our yearly exam, our health exam, there is a full retail price and then there's the contracted price through our insurer. And again, prescription medications for all prescription medications, it's the only part of the healthcare system where the, the end person doesn't benefit from those lower net prices. And that's just not a situation that uh, we think is right. And we're trying to do things to make sure that the people get those savings passed on to them. I want to get right at it, though. I want to know, and this is one of the reasons I'm excited that you're here. Let's talk about what Lily is doing. Let's talk about the solutions, and let's talk about what the outcome is going to be for people. All right, give us your top three. What's Lily up to? You bet. Really, Lily is up to a lot of things, and in particular, we've been active for a few years with some solutions, and one I would point people to immediately is our Lilly Diabetes Solution Center. It's been out since August of 2018. 
through that call center and the various programs they offer, we have 20,000 people per month that we are impacting. That number is 833-808-1234, and that is staffed with healthcare professionals from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Why that is so important, Dr. Pat, is there is a variety of solutions in there. So I, we talked about those that are, that are seniors in Part D, not insured, yeah. or those that are certainly in their high deductible, and we can plug those holes by getting them there. One of those examples, Dr. Pat, one of the my favorite things is I listen to calls that come into that call center. One of the ones recently was a mother of a child with type 1 diabetes who was facing the full retail cost of her child's insulin. Uh, it was over $500, and wow. that can be a scary proposition when you can't afford it and your daughter needs it to survive. Mm. Well, through one of our solutions, which is capping uh, their copay at no more than $95 a month, we're able to provide a solution to this particular mother to ensure that they pay no more than that $95 on a monthly basis. And you can hear them come in frustrated, a little scared sometimes, and then they leave with a sense of hope that there's at least something they can do to help get them what they need. Mm -hmm. Andy, I I don't want to go too far here without the website because I was looking at what you all have posted and what you put up. And there's so much here for people to be hopeful about. Can you tell folks the website before we get too far into the interview here? It's insulinaffordability.com. It's a way for them to get on there and to see all of the solutions that we have available for them. And there is a phone number. Is that still available for people to call? Yes, that's actually the best way, Dr. Pat. I would recommend that we get people to the, it's 833-808-1234. And again, that's 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. They will get a very warm healthcare professional. It's a very simple process. They're not asked a lot of questions. It's just some basic questions to understand their uh, medication they're on, what sort of insurance, or if they don't have insurance. And that way they can get both an immediate term solution and then get set up for success longer term because we know it can be complex out there for people. And these healthcare professionals understand the dynamic in the marketplace and just help them really navigate. It's a very warm, friendly, simple conversation. We'll get them off the phone typically in 10 minutes or less. I want to know from a, a caller point of view, what should they do to prepare for the call? A lot of people don't make these calls, Andy, and this is our uh, this is a survey that we have taken. Most people don't make the call, not because they don't think it's great. For some reason, they self-select themselves out of possibilities. They think they're never going to give it to me. And I want to make sure that we're setting people up for success. Just give us a little bit of information, if there is any, that they need to have in front of them for this to be a success. It's a great question. If they have their medication, whether it's the actual device or vial or the box that it comes in, they'll get asked some questions around the type of insulin they're on, how much they take, and then what they've been asked to pay at the counter or were asked to pay or have paid. And then that'll really help the healthcare professional get them to the right solution. They will ask just some general questions around their income range. The reason that is so important, Dr. Pat, is that can help them qualify the person for free insulin for the year. So, for example, if you are 400% or below the federal poverty level, which for a family of four, that's $105,000, or for a single individual, that's $51,000. If they're at or below that level, we can get them to one of our solutions, which is Lily Cares. And they can then uh, get qualified for free insulin for the year. And we're delighted to say that 88% of the people that get to Lilly Cares do qualify and get their free insulin. It's a wonderful solution for those that are the most vulnerable. Well, look, I know you've got to run off. Uh, This is so very important. I, I can't even tell you how grateful I am that you all are doing this. Uh, You know, I do know people that cannot afford this and the option for them is so serious that a lot of times they don't recover. And I think you all know that at Lilly. That's why you're doing this, right? Absolutely, Dr. Pat. You know, our founder 144 years ago said, take what you find here and make it better. And that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to do the right thing for people. All right. Last question. Website again. And what's your personal message? What do you all want to leave us with today? Website is insulinaffordability.com. The 800 number is 
one, two, three, four, and the personal messages, we want to make sure people have a life well lived. And when we get them on these solutions, can help them sustain these solutions, they can do just that. I like it. Andy Vicari joining me here today, everybody. Senior Director, U.S. Brand Leader for the Insolence Portfolio at Eli Lilly. Let's take a break, everybody. We'll be right back. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do, for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Inspire. Create. Empower. Only on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Get your goddess groove on with me, Laura Hosford. Tune in every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com, where I offer you authentic channel messages of love, inspiration, and heart healing grace. Get your goddess groove on. When the goddess speaks, everyone listens. For more information, visit LauraHosford.com. That's LauraHosford.com. Listen while you work. Streaming live on any device. Tune in to the Transformation Radio Network. Visit transformationradio.fm. Imagine starting your week off with a teaching, a clearing, and an activation direct from the God consciousness. If you would like to feel more in charge of your week ahead, then I personally invite you to join me, Tracy L. Clark, for our monthly Soul Sunday non-denominational service at 11 a.m. Eastern time online or in person. All donations for this event go to the TLC Initiative Fund to help those in need. Sign up now at tracylclark.com and let's connect together in the glory realm. Do you know how powerful your thoughts and beliefs are in determining your experience of your life? Is it really true that simply by changing some of the words you use in your day-to-day language, that you can change your life? I'm Megan Edge. Join me on Playing on the Edge, Radical Change with Ease with my co-host, Dr. Pat, on Transformation Talk Radio. I look forward to seeing you there. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our Good News segment. I am so thrilled to be able to share some great information with all of you out there today. What we are about to talk about with John Gomez, Senior Vice President, Small Business Region Executive, L.A. Regional Market, uh, for Hispanic small business owners, what are we looking at? Are we optimistic? What are we planning for for growth? Uh, What are the trends that are out there right now to take a look at what we can spotlight as key initiatives for our future and what, as we like to say, is trending. Uh, It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us here today. No, thank you for having me. Excited. Let let me ask you this question. Uh, Before we get going, I want to make sure we give out the website for where this information is and how people can find out more. I love to do that right at the top and also at the end. So let's start out with the website www.bankofamerica.com forward slash small business. Okay. Now, as we know, there's so much that you all put on the table, but today's uh, segment is very important. How can you, for all of us, how would you describe the environment out there if you are uh, a Hispanic entrepreneur And you're thinking to yourself, what kind of chance do I stand out there? So thanks for uh, letting me share the the results. So once a year, we do an annual um, Hispanic Business Owner Spotlight. And this is our fourth year. And what we found is that Hispanic business owners have a very, very positive business outlook for the year ahead. 
expressing great confidence in their non-Hispanic peers. They're looking to increase their revenues with projections reaching a four-year high. They're also planning to expand and hire in 2020, which also helps the overall economy. So they're very bullish about the economy. Nine out of every 10 are looking to expand in the next 12 months compared to their non-Hispanic peers, which is 68%. Eight out of 10 are looking to increase the revenue. 45% are looking to hire. So it's great to hear how optimistic, so much confidence that they have in uh, growing in the next 12 months and also in the next decade. What do you think, um, and let me ask you this question, because I, I think sometimes we sort of lose sight when we generalize certain trends. But this is, this is a, a report. This is research, right? Um, I want to talk about community for a minute because, you know, one of the really pivotal points uh, of the Hispanic commu- uh, community is their strength in community. And I want to ask you what they are feeling for their small business environment. Will it help the community? What's the impact here? So what we found from the study is the reason why they're so optimistic is because they feel very strong about their local community and how they're able to make an impact. And also at a national level, they still also believe that the economy is very supportive of small businesses. So that's another reason why they feel so optimistic that they're going to continue to grow. So they see the next decade as a a decade of great opportunity. Well, let me ask you this. Um, As we take a look, I want to look ahead. And we rarely have an opportunity to do this. Uh, But I want to look ahead at where you see the future uh, a year two years, three years down the road. What are folks most excited about? So what we found with the Hispanic Business Owner Spotlight is that in the next decade, Hispanic business owners' top three goals are how do they expand into new markets? How do they create a digital presence for their business? And then ultimately increase revenue. So they're very tactical on how they want to continue to approach and grow the business. And that's the reason why we see that optimism is because they're also looking to hire, which will help the bottom line increase revenues. Um, what do you think is driving this level of optimism? I mean, we are, a, we are a positive talk radio network, so we know a little bit about optimism. But what is your sense of optimism on the rise, as I like to call it? So what we found is that interest rates is playing a big uh, role into the reason why they're optimistic. Access to capital, right? Um, Even the how they're looking at their business, right? Their performance of the business. So those are some of the key um, contributes, and also the U.S. political climate at eighty-eight percent. They mentioned that as well. Um, What do you think? I mean, let's just stay with this for a minute because. Uh, lowering of interest rates and interest rates has a ripple effect. And let me tell you what I mean by that. And I, I wonder if you, if, if, you got inf- if you have information on this. One is when you drop interest rates or interest rates are low, three things happen. It affects you on a personal level where you can invest more in your own personal assets, maybe buying a home, tax deductible ranges for that, certainly with small businesses. This is a tactical and a strategic approach. What would you say are the indicators that people look at and how is interest rates perhaps even driving expansion and hiring? So what we did see is that from 2019 to 2020, we did see a decline from 57% of them to 55% of one of the economic concerns for the year ahead. So That is one of the things that we took away is that it did drop compared to non-Spanics, which it went from 44% Mm -hmm. to 48%. But overall, it goes back to with the interest interest rate environment, it's helping their business perform at a high level. That's another reason why they're very optimistic. 
You know, I was looking at some other comparison numbers from, from what you all are reporting. Uh, uh, here's the thing. I've looked at some numbers, and I was shocked by a couple of them. Number, the number that popped out to me was the change in either concern or awareness for climate change. You know, from a statistical perspective, uh, the numbers were credit availability and climate change uh, differential. Those are big change numbers, aren't they? They are, and we'll continue. that's the reason why we continue to do the study on an annual basis because it also gives us an opportunity at Bank of America to know what are some of those obstacles and challenges that Hispanic business owners are having mm -hmm. that we can then be able to help them overcome that. Like we have 2,500 small business bankers throughout the country that are meeting with clients every single day, talk about their business, where are they trying to grow, cash flow, access to capital, and then connecting them to Chamber of Commerce, local CDFI. So the the business owner spotlight gives us a good opportunity to understand what are some of the strengths, but also challenges that we can help them with. Um, one of the things I, I wanted to ask you, and I know that you are, uh, you're very, this is a short interview, the bottom line is that. Um, how would you describe the strength today compa compared to what you might expect of the strength of entrepreneurship in about five years? How would you describe that? I would say it's going to continue to grow. When you look at um, specifically Hispanics, they're the most um, fastest growing demographic mm -hmm. in the last 10 years. Hispanic businesses grew 34% and their revenues in the last year grew 14%. So from a Hispanic perspective, I believe we're going to see even a faster growth in the next five years. And then overall for all small businesses, um, you know, that, that's what uh, drives America. Uh, one of the things I didn't ask you about, and I, let's say I saved it for last, and that is health care. Uh, what did you, I mean, healthcare is on every survey that I, that comes across my desk. Uh, honestly, it's, it's out there. What did you discover uh, when you did your report or your, your survey around Hispanic entrepreneurs? Are they concerned? Yes. So what we found is for the fourth year in a row, healthcare continues to be a top concern about, among Hispanic business owners even though it dropped. So in 2019, it was 70%. This year, it dropped to 63%. For any business, no matter where in their life cycle is, healthcare is always going to be a concern, especially with low unemployment. They want to offer the best possible um, plans for healthcare to their employees. So it still continues to be a top concern. Um what are the areas, and I, this is the last question for you, let's make sure we give out the website. What are the areas that you have pinpointed and looked at and said, wow, this is interesting? I would say the digital presence, 45% uh, compared to non-Hispanic at 27%. They really see a big opportunity to continue to grow their business. Um, and from a digital perspective, and one of the uh, reasons is that in order for them to continue to expand markets, they got to go digital. So at Bank of America, we actually uh, are going in at about a year where we launched our Business Advantage 360, which is a digital dashboard where you can see your full financial future. So that was the one area that I was like, wow, 45%, that, um, it got my attention. Wow. You know, thank you so much for today. One more thing. Please give out the website again. And what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? I would say for every small business out there, make sure that you have a local banker that can help you connect with your local communities, CDCs that can help you from an SBA perspective, and then Chamber of Commerce. Everybody has to be able to leverage of those resources to continue to move their business forward. And the website is www.bankofamerica.com forward slash small business.
John Gomez. Thank you so much, John. Thank you for everything. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.